Kia ora, no mai. Welcome to the Strengths Well, presented by Strengths Network South Pacific, and welcome in particular to this theme exploration episode, hosted by myself, Jason Henderson, and the ever insightful Josh Turner. In these episodes, we continue to draw from the rich insights contained in the 34 Clifton Strengths themes as they help us to understand and celebrate the diversity and complexity of humanity. Enjoy this episode. Okay, so Jason. Yeah. Harmony theme. Mm-hmm. What were your first impressions? My honest answer? Yeah. Is that I thought, man, that's great, but it's quite unrealistic because, or maybe I just felt for people high in harmony because I thought if they're walking around this very, what can be quite unharmonious world that we live in, mm-hmm. uh, what's that going to be like for them? What's the impact for them? Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized actually with time that um, what they do is that they bring harmony, they're not sitting around waiting for it. Yep. And so they could be paralyzed uh, if they were sitting waiting for it, but instead they go about making more harmonious situations whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that might be to do with relationships, it might be to do with projects and, mm-hmm. and practical things. Mm-hmm. They're, they're making the world more harmonious. It's very, it can be very practical. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, this would have to be one of the themes that took me some time right. to really get some language around it. Okay. Because this isn't one that is really high up for me. It's not yep. a natural thing. Yep. And I had to go on a journey, I guess, to see the benefits and mm. see this at play mm-hmm. for it to really sink in. And now I see it and I'm like, that's amazing mm. um, in terms of how they bring almost people that are at odds with one another together yeah. in a practical way. Yeah, this shouldn't work, stuff. but they're making it work. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I've definitely experienced it now and I'm like, I'm a fan. Cool. Okay. Let's go to the tin of scenarios. So Josh is going to choose a random scenario. We're going to right. talk about how Harmony might uh, respond to this situation. Okay. So our first scenario is in a meeting where there is a debate. Dang. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. So can I, can I start by saying... You might straight away go to a place where you go, okay, well, they're going to hate that. They're going to run away mm. from it, avoid, shut down. Mm. Where, uh, the thing is, is that when you think about the example career of one of the people in one of the Gallup videos is actually a person who is a divorce attorney. They're right. sitting yeah. in between two different people who are at odds with one another. They're in a debate. They, they're sitting between people with differing values, expectations, and yet they can cut through that yeah and actually bring a down-to-earth practical fair solution. Yeah. So in a debate, somehow I think they can almost bring together people that are across the enemy lines from one another and somehow they find themselves agreeing. Yeah. Sometimes I think that can even be annoying to some people that like the like the never-ending food mm. fight, the us versus them. Almost they're like, oh, you're getting us to agree and we're moving forward, you know? <laughs> like uh, people that love the debate, right. sometimes um, having that person with harmony, they bring a solution. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about how debates aren't arguments because they're structured and people listen first and, uh-huh. and then respond. Oh, I went and, totally to and, fighting. And, and, that's, <laughs> and that's the order. Yep of a good debate and yes. it's also the order that harmony often follows it listens first yeah and then it speaks yes yeah that's a much better answer oh no yeah, that's good that's Just good different. it's true that is what a debate does and and they're not i, I think sorry i want to go a little bit further go 
I think people could say that they're just going to be really intimidated by that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that they can actually be the person that can um, almost have that foresight as to where things could go yeah. and be able to navigate that. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay, let's Should we do one. another scenario? Yeah, let's poke. Okay. okay. What did you get? Attending a training course. Someone high in harmony attending a training course. This is good. What do you think? Well, I think about their ability to um, foresee potential, mm-hmm. you know, conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they might be thinking about um, the balance of the room and, mm-hmm. and not wanting to make waves. Um, mm-hmm. And so thinking about, I'm just going to ease into this. Mm-hmm. Especially, I've probably gone in my head to like a training course where you're turning up and you don't know other people. Yep. Uh, and just sussing it out. Um, so not having to make waves because there's already going to be quite a bit of, you know, um, different personalities coming into the room and stuff like that. That mm. might be about... I go straight to strengths and yep. think about training with strengths. And I always think that the person with harmony would be thinking about the end user, the person that they're coaching. How would yeah, they experience yeah. that question? How would they experience coaching? Mm. And be thinking about almost how do I almost uh, put myself in their shoes? Yeah. Um, how would that practically play out? Yeah. Um, they might question these things that maybe I probably wouldn't actually think about. Yeah, you can translate that to like whatever the training is about. They yep. might be thinking about how they're going to use it to create more harmonious situations and build people up and build mm-hmm. um, harmony. Totally. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good. Okay, so how, okay, what are the ways that you can see harmony mm-hmm. really, uh, what are the real standouts? What are the things that are like the hallmarks of this theme, yep. the talents? Yeah, the one thing I keep going back to with harmony that I've seen time and again, and I think it is the hallmark talent for me around this theme, it's deciphering between different types of conflict. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, there's conflict that we mm-hmm. could just avoid yeah. and still get to harmony. Like we could just go around it, we could go run away from it mm-hmm. and we'd still get to a harmonious outcome because mm-hmm. it's just not worth our time and energy. And then there's uh, conflict that we absolutely need to address and push through in mm-hmm. order to get to harmony. Mm-hmm. And one is not right or wrong, it just depends mm-hmm. on what the conflict is. And so the talent, the hallmark talent for me is the deciphering between those two. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, I spend time addressing stuff that probably didn't need addressing. And then I don't address the things that I should have spent time addressing. Mm-hmm. And people high in harmony, I've just seen them make the, the um, distinction between those two types of conflict. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I also want to say that they've got an ability to be, like, within a business, for example, a real advocate for the people who like, are the leaders. Yep. Also, the advocate for the people ah. who are putting the wheels on the ideas of the leaders. Yeah. You know, yeah. they can almost be the bridge between both mm-hmm. and see both sides and actually, yeah, play the advocate. Yeah, cool. Hear perspectives of both. So it's really helpful. Yeah, so good. What do you think other people who might be lower in harmony would come looking for when they come for the person's harmony talent? Okay, I think. Say in, a, in an environment where things are really polarized, where people are at odds with one another, they would they would gravitate to the towards the person with harmony because there's less drama, there's less right. there's less um, um, in terms of 
rocky seas and more certainty, more simplicity sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. can keep it simple. They don't want to overcomplicate things because yeah. that could leave people in a place where they where they feel unsettled. So they almost bring a settling, yeah. I guess, to yeah, the person. They would go there for that balance. Yeah. 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 We might have said this about the meeting thing before, but I think they'd come to be listened to. Yep. Because uh, what I've observed is that people behind Harmony tend to be really good listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, that's another thing. And then, yeah, if, if they don't know uh, or can't see what conflicts might be ahead or what might be on the horizon, mm-hmm. uh, then they could come asking for that too. Do you see any potential conflicts that might arise? Mm. Yeah. Okay, what about leadership? Right. Okay. Person uh, with the Harmony theme in a role of leadership, what does that look like? Uh, well, the first thing that comes to mind is like the environment that they influence and create. Mm-hmm. So I, I even mean the physical environment. Does this feel like a harmonious environment? Are there things we physically need to change mm-hmm. about the way that we are set up together uh, to work? And um, relationally, uh, what does the environment feel like? Are there conversations that haven't happened that need to happen? Mm-hmm. Do these people need to talk? Do we need to talk? Yeah, yeah. Um, just being able to have a radar for that, I think, would be so beneficial for someone high um, in harmony as a leader. And then uh, just another thing coming to mind is this idea that they can see ahead. Mm. Um, I think I would trust a leader. I know I would trust a leader who said, yeah, this thing that's arrived on our doorstep, this Mm -hmm. storm, this conflict, this whatever, I saw that coming some time ago, and here's some thinking I've already done about how we might approach that. Nice. Yeah. I think also you'd say you'd call them potentially a diplomatic leader. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which you can't say about... um, we might hope to think that most leaders are, mm-hmm. but um, even though an environment might be set up to be diplomatic, that doesn't mean that someone naturally has the ability to bring that diplomacy. Mm. Um, Maybe with all this conversation in the workplace around diversity and people's opinions being heard, but mm. also finding ways to still move forward, yeah. maybe a person with harmony, you yeah. know? You could also think about other things like included, but like yeah, I was thinking of consistency say, as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, these these themes could actually really uh, help, I guess, navigate as this is a top of mind conversation. Yeah. 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 Cool. Hey, you've talked before, and I wanted you to just unpack this now in, uh, as a way of encouraging harmony. You've talked about the third way. Tell yep. us more about that. Okay, so the third way approach is, another way I could describe that would be a both and approach. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, you're wanting this, you're wanting this, Mm -hmm. and how do we move forward together? You could almost call that complementary, but Mm -hmm. the the, the way that they would, I guess, present what is complementary would be looking at a practical way to move forward. Mm -hmm. And that's often where we can find agreeance, you know what I mean? But that third way approach is part of how I would describe wisdom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this both, both and, and I think, we are in a time where I think more wisdom is needed, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, that we need to be able to navigate forward together. Yeah, cool. cool. Very good. Nice. Nice. All right. Today's guest host is Wendy Roberts, a Strengths Network coach based in Tauranga, and she joined us to talk about Woo. So, um, welcome, Wendy. 
Uh, so great Hi. to see you on, and we're going to be talking about woo. Uh, so uh, first thing, Wendy, what made you choose woo as a theme for us to discuss in this clip? So I think I chose Wu because it's actually the one that I had um, a love-hate relationship with to start with. When I found out about Wu, I just wasn't too sure about it, um, how it worked for me. And I th think the reason was I was overusing it. And so it was exhausting me because I was wooing everyone I met and then didn't realize that I just couldn't actually be everybody's best friend. And so it was kind of, a bit of a tiring strength. And then um, once I got the balance right, it became my favorite strength. So I thought, yay, I wanna talk about this because it's great, but I do think it's a super important one to get the balance right with. Great, mm. so it sits dominantly yeah. for you? It is, it's number three for me. Okay. And it, mm -hmm. it does often feel quite strong, yep. Great, and yeah. for you, Josh? Um, well, I first took the uh, Clifton Strengths Assessment 13 years ago, and it wasn't in my top five, and I retook it last year to remind myself of the assessment, right? Because <laughs> I hadn't taken it in 13 years. A little qualification there. A little, yeah, just kind of backing that up. And, um, and it came out number four. Oh, so um, nice. that one, kind of, but it was actually my number six on my first, first time around, so I just kind of nice. jumped Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That aligns with that whole... Things in your top ten often stay there. They just shuffle in order. Shuffle around. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, um, do you have Wendy a recent woo story that you can tell us about? Yep. I always have a recent woo story. Probably <laughs> most days. <laughs> but um, even just like I catch myself sometimes standing in grocery line. And I literally can't not talk to the person behind me. Like, I'll, I'll think about it and I'll just be like, no, I will. Like, why not? Why wouldn't I? And I just make that connection. And I love it. And I come away happy. I'm pretty sure they're happy. We've had just a quick, quick conversation or laugh or something. And that's my woo. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, you're, it's almost like you're having to fight not to to do woo. Yes. Um, and uh, right. yeah. for others, it would be like this exhausting thing of like, do I have to? But for woo, it's like, mm, why not? <laughs> why not? That's right. Yeah. Are you like that, Josh? Um, I guess. Uh, I guess. Uh, In the supermarket. Uh, well, I don't know about the supermarket, but I remember. Do you remember when we went to that? Uh, Tess invited us to come down to that Christchurch event. The camp, the camp. youth camp. Yeah. So we, we went and like talked strengths at this youth camp and I think there would have been about 150 people there. Yeah, that sounds about right. I remember just thinking like almost challenging myself that I'm going to have a touch point and meet every single person that's here. <laughs> like it, for me, it's like it just was so exciting to be in a whole place in a whole, like a different city. I don't know anybody and that's the best thing ever. So, uh, so, yeah, I just love it. I, I, and I find, um, I think it causes me to have a lot of, I guess, kind of social stamina, I guess. I can kind of be around new people um, quite often um, for a long time. And, however, the thing that slows it down probably would be my individualization, I'd say, which would cause me to people watch a bit as well. Right. 
Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so earlier before we started uh, this clip, uh, we set the clock for one minute and we each wrote down uh, three words uh, that came to mind when we thought woo. So, uh, Wendy, do you want to kick us off and, and tell us your three words? Sure. Those are mine. I'm not sure if you can see them clearly. Um, but basically, they're friendly, fun, and interested. Nice. Um, nice. Just, yeah, it didn't take me long to think about them. But that's, yeah, it's always just being, just being friendly to people because that's, that's the, connecting, the connecting part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk, uh, do you want to talk more to us about the interested part? What, why do you think that word came to mind so quickly with this theme? Um, I think because, because, well, the way I connect with people is ask questions, but mm -hmm. I genuinely do want to know the answers, like I'm yep. not doing it for any other reason. I just want to build that connection and find maybe common ground. That's often so fun for me, there's something in common. Um, that's an extra win, but yeah, just getting the connection and finding, yeah, finding what they, what they're interested in or yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a big part of it for me. Awesome. Very cool. I'll go next because no I feel like there's a little natural segue with my words. So oh, nice. I got, uh, can't see them, warmth, oh. comfort and genuine. Uh, nice. And I think um, comfort came from like just people being comfortable around them, um, not to mention their own comfort with uh, big groups. And genuine would be the one that I would underline there, and it probably just adds to or um, is a total core of what you said, Wendy, in that they don't do woo in order to get something, they do woo because they are genuinely interested. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to put my genuine alongside your interested, I think. Yeah, I love those words. Mm. That's the one thing with woo I think that may have put me off to start with is how it's woo and it stands for winning others over. Mm -hmm. I, it always has rubbed me up a bit the wrong way because I'm not winning. I don't want to win in that sense. I actually want to be alongside them. Mm -hmm. and get that connection beside them mm. um so i think once i kind of let that go and just used enjoyed woo um yeah then i then i really started to love it and be thankful for it cool mm. can you go a bit further with the comfort thing yeah i, I think uh, probably the first thing that came to mind was their own comfort in a space where there's lots of new people and yeah. just their ability to walk into spaces filled with people and just know I'm going to be okay. This is a comfortable space for me, uh, which you can't say for lots of people. Uh, and then I think it's two, two sided in that other people feel really comfortable that they're around uh, because they are constantly kind of, ironing out the awkwardness in a room <laughs> by going around and just making others feel seen and heard uh, in, in a space. So, mm. yeah, it's kind of two-sided. Yeah, cool. Yeah, when it's at its best. Yeah. How about, you, how about yourself, Josh? Okay, the words I got. Um, so I've been, I've been cheating a little bit, eh? I've got VIP area. So that's two words, but I just kind of joined them together. Okay, VIP oh. area, I got energizing, and I got roly-poly. Okay, so... 
Let me discuss yeah. these very No, no further explanation. No, further, it just answers it. There you go. Yeah, so the Rolling that's perfect. I think the VIP area is that um, they tend to be the people that get beyond the red velvet rope into the VIP lounge uh, because they made yeah. the security guard, you know, or they they get to those places awesome. that you're not supposed to be. Like I've talked to people with Wu who managed to woo their way through a security guard to meet Oprah. I've talked to people who wooed their way through always security guards through a security guard to drive their car, their family, right up to the grandstand of the Grand Prix. I've got this way of getting people on side with them, behind their cause, and get into those places or into those conversations. You know, like, they'd be the type of person, if they were part of your non-for-profit cause and you went down to, down to Parliament, somehow you'd find yourself in the office of the minister. You know, that you like, and no one else can get the woo. So I'd say VIP area around that. Energizing is that they are an energizing person to be around. I think energizing and roly poly kind of go together in the way, but they kind of roly poly into the room. Like it's this type of thing where if someone roly poly into the room, you go, Who's that person? Why did they just roly poly? <laughs> so they kind of roly poly around, I find, and right. they and um, have that kind of impact on people. And I think they know how to have that social impact and also. Energize, they're that social energizer that can almost turn um, mundane get togethers into supercharged events. Nice, cool. Now, I'm looking forward to the event that I'm with with both of you, oh. and you're just roly polying from, from one conversation to the next. Yeah, we I want lit <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm gonna start practicing. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Wendy, I'm wondering. If you'd add anything around when Wu is at its absolute best and, and what that looks like. Um, I feel like it's at its best in that initial meeting. That's when I love it. You just, there's nothing like, it's like when you travel and you have never been to that country before ever. Like there's nothing like it. It's right. like when you meet someone for the first time, mm -hmm. you just, you get to make first impression you know that you've got 30 seconds or whatever it's meant to be they're making that snap judgment on you but you just know they're going to like you because you're going to woo them and it's fun and it's genuine and yeah I just love it yeah awesome what is your favorite theme combination that you have with your woo like what what theme do you think that you have that really complements your woo um, I probably think communication for mm -hmm. me um, mm -hmm. is a good one. Um, I was tossing up because I also find empathy is a good one. Yeah. Because, but like the reason for both of those is so that it isn't just surface talk. That yep. as yeah. soon as I meet someone, I don't want to talk about the weather, which is probably some of my other themes rolled in there, but I want to go deeper. Mm. And so with a bit of empathy and good communication, you can do that, but Wu gives you the speed. Like I don't have to know someone for six months to go deep with them. Like mm. six minutes can be fine. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I want to have that meaningful, yeah, that meaningful conversation. So that kind of gives me the, the um, transport for that. Mm. I, I really like that. I really like how um, 
how it's almost like people could perceive someone as woo as just all about small talk. And, but it's often that they get to real talk really quickly. Mm. Um, so like, like yeah. it could almost be perceived like small talk is just talking about, you know, how was that sports team on the weekend and talking about the weather. However, it seems they get through to uh, an interesting conversation and get to places with people maybe a bit quicker. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's interesting conversation. That's what's super important for me. Um, and so I just don't want to waste time doing it very slowly. So I'm like, so I do find it's a quicker strength, which, um, yeah, I love. <laughs> That's great. I've seen actually a few woo related combos lately and mm. um, so yes. paradoxical and yet so much balance. And I guess that's what yeah. we get with these paradoxical themes. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Just the, the genuine depth plus the speed and the comfort and the warmth. And um, I think if I have theme envy about a, com a combo, mm -hmm. woo plus relater, it's pretty amazing. Mm. Right, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where my um, problem was initially with woo because relater is also very high for me. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, yep. oh, well, it has to be one or the other. And I'm like, well, I'm related because I like to go deep. And so then I was going, well, I can't be woo. That can't be right. And so it was figuring out that. Um, sure. And then, oh, hello, you can have both of them and it can oh. work great. Great. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What do we think um, frustrates woo? And uh, the second part to that question is how can that energy, that frustration be turned around as, as, mm. as positive contribution? Well, I know for me, what frustrates me um, mm -hmm. is if things are very, well, I was thinking very slow, uninteresting, non-people details, like there's all the words together, like you've just put me to sleep right now. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, that would be awful. Like if there's no chance for connection, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of hard for a woo. Do, wow. do you find that? or is it am I just specially over that way yeah I think I, I, I can relate with that and I think that I would also say it's the I know that when you know it's almost your network is often at its biggest when you're kind of a teenager or like you know in school you know and then you leave school and it feels like your social network just got smaller that's not a very good feeling to me I want to feel I don't want to feel like my world's getting smaller Interesting. Um, I want to feel right. like it's expanding, mm. um, yes. which is why I love coaching. I love coaching because it's going to introduce me to someone that if I wasn't coaching, I wouldn't have never met this person. Mm. You know? So I, I love that element. Yeah. So when the the reframing or the, the turning around of that, that frustrated energy be that um, making more opportunity for connection or creating spaces for for connection is that the the frustration turned around yeah i think that's right and figuring out how to do it because mm. it is always way even if someone's a real tough audience and they're giving you nothing and you're like you're trying you're trying the conversations and the connections and there's just nothing in common that they're letting you have but um yeah that's all right that's just a try a bit harder yeah mm. Cool. What, what would you say, Wendy? Um, 
What would you say to encourage people with Woo? Well, I guess because of the journey I've been on, I just feel like you just need to find the right balance. And then it is a most awesome thing becomes strength. But just if things aren't quite right, um, yeah, maybe look at the other things you've got around it, mm -hmm. what's, what does work, but are you overusing it? Um, because for me, that was just flattening me and then I wanted nothing to do with it because I was mm. just tired. Um, whereas now when I've got the balance right, yeah, I'd be lost without it. Mm. Yeah, so just, I think just kick, kick the balance would be the thing that I'd say. Yeah, awesome. How about you, Jason? Uh, I'd say um, don't underestimate uh, just how much others might need your woo. Mm. Uh, and when we put it that way, it takes it away from being this self-centered, I use my woo to get done what I need or to mm -hmm. get the connections that I need. So I'd say, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's round about the middle somewhere of my, my themes. And, and I would say that I appreciate and am able to um, benefit from other people's woo in social contexts. And I think that they're just smoothing social edges, mm. um, you know, smoothing hard edges in, in social gatherings. And I'm grateful for that because uh, it makes it easier for, for all of us. And I just want to steal your word again, Jason, the genuine. And I think that it's this thing where I think people with woo can almost be labelled or perceived as being this fake or phony person, but their woo is their genuine. And 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 just because they've got quick talk, it doesn't mean that it is um, not deep and real. So I think that, um, that that genuine thing that you are genuinely woo um, is something that I think would encourage mm. woos around the world. Nice. Yeah. Wow. No, That's I agree. That is gold right there. Yeah, it is genuine. Because if everyone if everyone knew that, mm -hmm. well, how fun to have someone come and chat to you and be interested, but often you're like, what are they selling me? What do they want? Totally. And you're like, no, you know, really, I, I just want to actually get to know you. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, I think we're going to call this segment Wendy's Wise Words About Woo. Just, you know... <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks heaps, Wendy. Thanks, it's been fun. See you guys. Thank you. See ya. Okay, so futuristic. Uh, Gallup's metaphor for futuristic is visionary. But Josh, I'm wondering if you have a, a picture, a metaphor, a poem mm -hmm. uh, that helps you understand uh, futuristic. <laughs> An acrostic. Yeah, yeah. totally. Haiku. Um, <laughs> so the first, first thing that comes to mind is a person with a pane of glass sitting on an easel, looking across at a body of land and grabbing out a Sharpie pen and drawing a city landscape that could be there one day. Yeah, nice. Like anticipating, forecasting. Yeah, I can really picture Thinking about that. what could be. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think if they came back the next day with a clean sheet of glass that it would be the same thing they'd draw again? I think it would be different. I think yeah. it would totally be different. They, they love to think about the possibility of what tomorrow could bring. Yeah. Five years, ten years. Yeah. 
other lives after their life. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they can go pretty far. But it's not necessarily like a fixed no. thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably how I've understand, understood separating it from focus. Yep. Your focus is like, this is the fixed end, end game. Yep. And, and futuristic, maybe a little less fixed. Yeah. And a little more visual, maybe, a little more descriptive. Yeah, I think I actually even went as far as thinking it was almost like they were just wearing like virtual reality glasses and could just see a perfect movie of what is going to happen. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, it's, but it's, it's almost they enjoy thinking about like the possibility of what could be. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, I love this. What, what we do is we uh, grab the theme insight cards and I'll get Jason to choose one at random for those who are just listening over the podcast. And then we're going to talk about how uh, the theme of futuristic would maybe be in relationship with the random theme Jason would okay. like to choose. Pick a card, any card. Yep. I'm going to go for this one, which is responsibility. All right. Futuristic and responsibility. I th- I, I, the immediate thought is uh, a beautiful one, and that is this idea of uh, I feel like sometimes what might, we might rip futuristic off by doing is thinking of it as impractical or that um, nice. yeah. it's, a, it's a vision of something that could be but mm-hmm. won't ever be. Um, and responsibility, uh, this idea that actually, no, if we have a responsibility to deliver that or we have a responsibility to um, be advocates for something, we're going to picture it and we're going to move towards it. And if we say we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And um, so I think of that coming together. And I also think of responsibilities whole thing around a wider picture of if we are, we are responsible for the next generation or if we are responsible to look after environment or if we are responsible mm-hmm. at a wider level on some things, mm-hmm. what's the impact of that? What is that going to look like? What if we changed things now and, and took responsibility? I can describe to you what that would look like, what the difference would be if we took some ownership, if we took some responsibility and went for it. Mm, yeah. I like it. And I even think about, this could be with like both of these themes within a person or two different people. Yeah. It could be, say, like a leader's vision with like being able to forecast and articulate what we, where we are going with like creating future clarity. Yeah. I can imagine the responsibility taking almost an ownership of that, mm. buying into the vision mm-hmm. and being like sold out for that, yeah. you know, and um, yeah, working hard towards it because they believe it, yeah, you know? Yeah, totally. Cool? Yeah, that's great. Should we do another one? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Okay. I'm just going to pick another random card here and I've got Woo. All right. Futuristic and Woo. Futuristic Woo. I, I, I would wonder about the speed thing, like of, you know, Wu has this very, uh, this ease and the speed in terms of how it connects with people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about um, futuristic's ability to paint a picture and describe things. Mm-hmm. And just getting, um, it gets me excited about those interactions where someone is bringing energy to a room, a social gathering, a meeting, or mm-hmm. whatever by um, connecting quickly and then forecasting or, or bringing hope and optimism of what's coming mm-hmm. uh, and others getting on board really quickly with that and going like, I can see that too. <laughs> yeah. So that the, the vision, the futuristic vision, isn't just for that person, it's mm-hmm. shared mm. and, and, and now we all see it and now we all are in on it. Yeah. I could almost, <laughs> this is the crazy place my mind's gone, is that 
I could almost imagine being in the future at some event and some person with futuristic and woo convincing me to upload my consciousness up into the cloud. You know, <laughs> like it's almost this thing where it's like this almost this futuristic thing. Yeah. I've been convinced of it and afterwards going, should have I done that? <laughs> um, but like, but I think that they would um, almost inspire and make people so excited right. about what is coming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And make people, all, like they'd sell it, they'd convince it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And ex- future vision. And excitement for what is coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's very cool. Cool. Okay. Uh, what are some things that you might hear someone high and futuristic say regularly or often? Okay, it's probably going to be things around like, imagine if we did this, imagine mm-hmm. if we went here, mm-hmm. um, um, could we, you know, could we move to this place? Well, it's almost like they'll talk in possibility language. Mm. And, um, and yeah, how about yourself? What, what, what have you heard? Yeah, I hear people high and futuristic say, um, I suppose it could look like, you know, uh, and, and they're probably actually thinking in their head, they've already seen it, but they're just delivering it a bit softer. Um, maybe it could look like this and um, uh, potentially uh, loving dealing with potentials and, and, and things that might happen down the track. And can I describe it to you? Uh, or or um, one of the greatest gifts we can give futuristic is just to unpack more and just say, what else? And then I say, well, I also saw this. Yep. What else? Well, I also saw that. Or yeah. I, I can also see that this could happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, uh, what are the misconceptions of this thing? I, I touched on one earlier that I'd want to emphasize again, and that is that uh, I have heard people say, I feel like this one, uh, people think I'm away with the fairies or I'm mm-hmm. dreaming, mm-hmm. Um, and, and they mean that in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just dreaming, and, and will that ever be? And so that kind of misconception of it being impractical, mm-hmm. For starters, we, we would, in order to address that, we'd need to look at what other themes are around futuristic because you, know, you might have some other really, really quite practical um, executing themes mm-hmm. uh, and that would influence it and shape it. But um, it's practical to them on a daily basis because what I see people high on futuristic doing is they get stuck or they run out of energy mm-hmm. and then they think of that future image mm-hmm. and they use all of that uh, optimism and hope to come back to where they are mm-hmm. and, and give them the energy to move forward and then they might mm-hmm. get stuck again as we all do yep. or lose momentum and then they'll go back to the image and then they'll come back and, and sort of do this dance between finding the energy in the, in the future thing by peering over the, over the horizon. Awesome. Yeah. I would, I would say that um, going back to even something I said in the beginning um, around almost seeing, thinking of them wearing virtual reality glasses and being able to see perfect image of the future. Mm-hmm. I would say that, um, yeah, the misconception could be that they're seeing a clear picture, but, uh, but actually maybe it's, it's an instinct they have. Mm. Someone, someone could read the report and almost go, it seems too extreme, right. you know? I'm not, I don't feel like I'm seeing this perfect visual. Yeah. Um, but that they may have an instinct. They might find mm. themselves thinking about the future, yeah. almost sensing what the house is going to look and feel like in this instinctual way that mm. we're going to live in in ten years from now. Yeah, like this kind of like, I knew that was going. I knew yeah. that was going to happen. I and a knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess as they get more confident, they trust themselves to say it earlier. Yeah. Um, 
and, and call those things. Yeah, cool. Yeah. What are some of the problems that people hire in Futuristic help us to solve? I think, okay, I'm gonna say two things. I think that they're gonna actually help people articulate mm -hmm. and paint the picture mm -hmm. and therefore answer the problem of where are we going mm -hmm. right now. And I think that people are looking for in the workplace a greater sense of future clarity. Mm -hmm. And so if, you, if, for example, a person in leadership or a person, um, say, as part of whatever, like contributing ideas or whatever, to have a person that is actually um, adding and painting the picture of what could be, mm -hmm. that makes people have a greater sense of, um, of certainty of future. Yeah, totally. You know? yep. Give them a sense of hope, a sense of courage, mm. and, um, and yeah. And I think also um, they, they help solve almost creative problems in a way. Like mm -hmm. they're great with um, brainstorming mm -hmm. and sometimes the problem is, is that right now we're in the valley part of trying to search for the ideas and the creative thing mm -hmm. that we're looking for and I think they've got a courage to kind of go through the valley and go to the next mountain yeah. in terms of with brainstorming and ideas and that stuff as well. Yeah, cool. I, I think too they help us solve this problem where, um, or potential problem where Things like technology uh, are changing so quickly, yeah. Um, and uh, if they're constantly looking forward at those, they can kind of um, tell us where we need to be now to align with that, mm -hmm. which has always been needed. Yes. But I feel like the um, the pace of things has picked up totally. Yeah, and and so being able to say um, this this is where things are going to shift to, mm. and this is how we need to prepare for that. And also to not be so doom and gloom about that. I mm. think a lot of people can see that as very scary, mm. you know, that change. But for them, they almost they're excited by it, and yeah. they can give other people hope and courage too. Yeah, hope's a good word. And I find like I hardly ever have coached anyone. I can't even think of any examples where someone's been high and futuristic, and the futuristic thoughts they have are, are negative or, or of worry or mm -hmm. doom and gloom. I, I don't know if you're the same, but in my coaching. Yeah. Um, I can only think of examples where that futuristic is around posit a positive, hopeful, yep. uh, imaginative, creative future. Mm. Um, so what do you think our futuristic friends want to be known for? What would they want to be known for? I, I was trying to think of how you could talk about this whole area of like, told you so, <laughs> but, but without it sounding like I told you so, but just to some recognition of like, hey, you called that. Yeah, and them going like, yeah, I did call that. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that answers specifically the what they want to be known for. Maybe maybe I'm saying they want to be known for for calling stuff early mm. and 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 being a good predictor, being a good forecaster. Visionary, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Anything else on that that you think they want to be known for? I think that sums it up. That's really good. Yeah. Cool. Any last encouraging words for people high in futuristic? I think what I would encourage them in is, is that I guess what you're seeing, even though it's obvious to you, mm -hmm. it's not obvious to everybody yeah. else. And, Very um, good. and so to actually let people know what you're seeing, mm. you know, paint the picture mm. and, um, and it really will help other people. Yeah. We'll finish on that. Cool.